0: Welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Alex Connicker,
1: And I'm Bernadette Ballantyne.
0: In this episode, we have partnered with Shell Bitumen to explain how they are working with Cumbria County Council and Adept Live Labs to demonstrate how plastic waste can be reused in energy-efficient road-building products. Together, and along with eight other UK councils and other stakeholders, they'll be publicly sharing the real-world knowledge they have learned in the live labs trials and helping build a more sustainable circular economy.
2: How do we use more materials f- from other industries that are currently undervalued or going to incineration or landfill or wherever they end up? How do we increase that circularity in a responsible manner? How can we do things better? And then, if
3: we do find a way of doing something better, how can we scale that so it becomes
2: commercially viable? That was Richard Taylor. I'm the Global Technology Development Manager for Shell Bitumen. I'm responsible for research and development within Shell Bitumen.
1: And Giles Perkins.
2: I'm the Head of Future
3: Mobility. Uh, here at WSP in the UK, so I I lead our initiatives on everything that's changing uh, in transport. So I have a team of people looking at the future of transportation and mobility um, in all its guises. And as part of my portfolio of projects, I am the program director for the Adept Live Labs program.
0: They've been working on a project with Cumbria County Council to take the latest road building technology out of Shell Bitumen's R&D department.
1: To demonstrate how it can be used in real working conditions and analyse its performance.
0: It's part of a broader project called Live Labs, which is run by the Association of Directors of Environment, Economy, Planning and Transport, also known as ADEPT, and backed by the Department of Transport. Along with eight other councils and industry partners, Live Labs shows how new technologies can be put into practice.
1: In the Cumbria Live Lab, Hansen has been building roads with a new asphalt binder, made using ingredients from recycled plastic waste.
0: Adept will be using the trial to show how the binder within the asphalt can cut fuel costs during road construction.
1: But the trial goes further. It demonstrates how innovation can be put into practice to close loops in a circular economy. The circular economy aims to make our society work more like nature. So let's call on a metaphor. In nature, a dead whale sinks to the seabed carrying with it everything that made it. All the sunlight, carbon dioxide, plankton, krill, and the work that transformed those things into a whale. And scavengers return those resources to nature to be reused.
0: In a traditional linear economy, a t-shirt might sit in landfill. Like the whale, it is an encapsulation of resources. The sunlight and carbon dioxide all helped the cotton grow. It is all of the human and machine work that harvested, wove, stitched and shipped it, and the resources used to do that work. The whale is reborn, its resources giving life to other creatures. The t-shirt is truly dead. All of the resources and work that made it will sit in that landfill forever."
1: We move towards a circular economy by cutting the use of virgin resources and closing loops. Virgin resources are those taken directly from nature. Closing a loop in the economy means capturing resources we've already used and finding new uses for them. Rather than lying dead like the t-shirt, they're transformed and reborn like the whale.
0: That's what Shell Bitumen are doing with their new low-temperature bitumen that incorporates plastic waste. The new product helps to cut the use of virgin resources by reducing fuel use and
1: It captures specific types of plastic waste, transforms them chemically and uses them in bitumen, which is mixed into asphalt. Rather than going to landfill or the incinerator, the waste is reborn.
0: The impetus for the project came in part from Cumbria County Council. Councillor Keith Little works on the country's highways and transport portfolio and had already worked with another company on a live lab, looking at ways to reuse plastic waste in road building.
2: So Cummings has a huge wealth of world leading technologies with companies such as Sellafield and British Aerospace. The highways industry has significant environmental impact in terms of carbon footprint, use of oil based products and the use of quarried materials. Cummings County Council and its partners believe it is incumbent upon us as an industry to seek new and innovative ways to reduce environmental damage. What is fundamental to this pilot and similar projects to date is the huge volume of waste plastics which are stopped going into landfill, which is a major benefit to Cumbria and the UK. This trial will bring the total number of plastic roads in Cumbria to 12, which is a huge saving amount of waste going into landfill.
1: So how does the new product work? Here's Richard Taylor to explain.
2: The majority of asphalt pavements are produced as a hot material and so bitumen is supplied at temperatures of around, say, 160 to 180 degrees, depending on the grade. This bitumen is kept in tanks at high temperatures.
0: Then, when plants produce asphalt, they have to heat and dry the aggregates so that the bitumen can stick to the aggregates. This requires energy.
2: And then we bring the hot aggregates and bitumen together in a mixer to make the product that we uh, eventually drive on in our cars. Typically, asphalt production temperatures, well, they're linked to the viscosity of the bitumen. So the more viscous the bitumen, the higher the temperatures need to be. But typically you would have asphalt production temperatures yeah, in the same range as the bitumen deliveries, say between 160 and 180 degrees, depending on the grade of bitumen that you're using.
0: With lower temperature bitumen known as warm mix, special binders are used to reduce the energy needed to heat the bitumen and to keep it hot while it's being used.
1: It can be difficult to define exactly how much energy is saved using warm mix asphalt. Different highway projects use different mixes of materials and different fuel sources, but products like this have been in use since the 1990s and studies do show a significant energy saving.
2: There are some good reports, so there's some good reports from the US on the on the benefits of warm mixed asphalt, including energy savings. Uh, we tend to draw on what's now a quite old report that was done by the German Asphalt Producers Association. So as a rule of thumb, for every 10 degrees centigrade that you reduce your temperatures, you will save uh, 0.6 litres of fuel oil at the asphalt plant or heating oil. There is a slight issue with that in today's world, in that a lot of asphalt plants run on, on gas, for example. And so when you look at the energy reductions at an asphalt plant, you need to consider what fuel is the asphalt plant using? What are the temperatures that they're starting from? And so, yeah, it's kind of difficult to give a, a specific percentage. But in, in sort of old rule of thumb terms, Uh, if you reduce temperatures by 30 degrees you would expect to see two to two and a half liters of reduction in fuel use and if you say an average asphalt plant today it's probably more efficient but if you say just to keep the maths in round figures if an asphalt plant uses nine to ten liters of of fuel oil to produce a ton of asphalt you're probably looking at a 20 to 25 percent reduction in co2 for lowering temperatures by 30 degrees
0: warm mix asphalt reduces the use of one virgin resource – fossil fuels. What's new with this approach though is that it also captures and reuses another resource, waste plastics. This does not take general plastic waste from the consumer waste stream, but identifying a specific form of waste and closing a loop by finding a new, high-value use for it.
1: That's a vital step in building a circular economy. Identifying specific opportunities to recapture resources and create a business case for closing loops.
2: Some of the very earliest polymer modified bitumens if we go back to the 1970s were based on some plastic materials generally speaking most bitumen modification is done with elastomers so styrene butadiene styrene which is a synthetic rubber is the most commonly used road modifier one of the reasons for that is that plastics are not particularly compatible with bitumen so if you try to mix plastic and bitumen together the plastic will simply separate so you might get a very small percentage of plastic into a bitumen but but in general plastic and bitumen they're not very soluble they will separate out and so basically you take that plastic and you put it through a chemical process and that process makes the plastic actually able to sit in the bitumen and that makes a useful storable product that can be put in a tank and used to make asphalt like a traditional bitumen the new shell low
0: temperature bitumen brings two benefits to the trial energy saving and reusing plastic waste. Councillor Little has explained Cumbria's culture of innovation. But what else made the county the right place to host a live lab?
3: Cumbria is obviously a very interesting place in itself because it's from a climactic point of view and from a use case point of view, it's got some of the most extreme environments on any of the English road networks. So you've got high altitude, very low temperature mountain passes, you've got areas of high density tourism, you've got industrial areas, you've got deep rural areas. At the heart of the Cumbria Live Lab is looking at how innovations in the, if you like, the surfacing mix can reap dividends, or benefits for local authorities. So, at the heart of Live Labs fundamentally is how can we do things in better ways that deliver better outcomes. So, Cumbria has been looking at additives uh, in roads, and within the wrapper of the things that Cumbria have been doing, the the recent trials of the bitumen based low temperature product has been part of that kind of exploration if you like of of what's in the marketplace how might these products perform compared to uh, that that's
2: already out there
1: live labs trials like the highways projects in Cumbria aren't about the basic testing of products
2: We were already very, very confident coming out of the laboratory phase that the additive that we'd been able to produce was uh, akin to the, the, the additives that we would already have been using.
0: We've all, over the past year, become familiar with the language of clinical trials. In the first phases of a clinical trial, medical researchers work with small numbers of subjects to check that a new treatment works as they expect. It's safe and effective.
1: In phase three trials, the researchers move on to large-scale human testing. Here, the aim is to show how a new drug or other innovation compares with existing treatments across the population.
0: And that's essentially what ADEPT's live labs are doing for innovations in engineering. ADEPT is the
3: Association of Directors of Environment, Economy, Planning and Transport. So ADEPT is a local authority organisation and they are responsible for providing uh, day-to-day services including local highways, recycling, waste and planning. Adept members are at the very heart of delivering clean, sustainable growth, tackling climate change at a local level and they manage projects that are fundamental to creating more resilient, inclusive and safe communities Economies and infrastructure. So, at its heart, is Adept is a group of local authority members right across England. The Adept Live Labs program is an initiative under the Adept banner. So, the the history of Live Labs is that a number of years ago, Adept as an organisation was looking at the uh, the future of the local road sector and decided that there were a number of areas that needed. Further investigation in terms of innovation, scaling um, and accelerating innovation. So, through a series of, well, through a bid program, we secure £22.9 million from the DFT. And that is now the, the Live Labs program.
0: And the program itself has a number of partners, which includes Atkins and WSP as consultants.
3: It includes a number of major sort of highway maintenance companies, such as Kier and Ringway. We've also got O2 and EY, and importantly, the Department for Transport themselves. So the ADEPT Live Labs program is a combination of the public and private sector working together, who are all represented on the commissioning board. And then we have the eight live labs around the country, which are all led by local authorities, which themselves are all members of the adept family.
1: The Cumbria trial aims to show how innovation can close a loop in the circular economy. The broader Live Labs programme aims to show how we can close gaps in our knowledge.
0: Often innovations will make their way into the technical press, or even mainstream media, but won't be taken up. Why is that?
3: It comes down to, in some cases, lack of knowledge. In other cases, a lack of resource to be able to undertake tests and pilots or trials. Or in other cases, it could be a lack of evidence that allows decision makers to move from doing something that could be quite, you know, works very well at the moment. So why would you change? So the approach that we've taken with Live Labs is to be very, very evidential in terms of how do innovations perform? And how would you construct a business case so that others can do this elsewhere? And this is at the heart of what we're doing. We are open sourcing our findings and learnings and sharing them widely to accelerate that innovation so that Other local authorities, other decision makers can almost go to the shelf, go to the library, pull off these examples and say, ah, fantastic, that might be applicable to me. How have they done this? And then how might that
0: be applicable to my needs? Thinking about the ecosystem as a whole, they have tended, as planners or as engineers, to think around a small, isolated part of what they do.
3: But I think the approach that's needed is it's that integration between the planners, the engineers, environmental colleagues, uh, sustainability colleagues, in thinking around what does that integrated ecosystem look like.
1: The Cumbria Live Lab will help show the business case for a wide range of new technologies. At the same time, Highways England is drawing up a specification for warm mix asphalt. That will be another step in making it easier for clients to commission projects using this energy-saving technology
2: if you look globally you know that there are dozens of different warm mix additives so that causes a problem for specification because you can't specify on a particular basis you have to specify on the finished mixture that takes time in order to construct that when you have something which is effectively an umbrella term for maybe 20 different technologies then it makes it difficult to specify people want proof as well and so people want things like the live lab trials they want publicly reported results so that you can show in an unbiased way that your product actually does what you say it does i'm pretty confident that the new horizons england specification for warm mix will indeed you know have the desired effect of of accelerating that warm mix uptake in the uk
0: with this trial complete what's next for the live labs program and how can engineers and planners make use of the results
3: the first port of call is to simply in your search engine of choice search for adept live labs and you will find the live labs portal there so we publish an awful lot of information on there as we go forward into the last stage of the uh, of the live labs which runs between now and the end of the year We're going into a stage where we'll be publishing much more of the the nitty-gritty, if you like, of the findings and the data and the the business cases that underpin it. So as we ramp up through the summer and into autumn, you'll see a lot more of that real kind of the the detailed findings of the programme.
1: And what's next for Shell?
2: I think that everybody needs to do uh, a part for closing all open loops at the moment. And so plastics are obviously a high profile open loop system, if we want to call it like that. So it has a significant waste problem today, has a very high profile in, in that respect. But there are lots of materials in the world that are still not fully circular. And I think that you know we're gearing up to, to an understanding that this sort of industrial symbiosis and the ability for one industry to use materials from another industry is going to be vitally important. On
0: the face of it, this is quite a modest step. They know they're not going to solve the recycled plastic problem by making additives for asphalt.
2: This is really about setting us on a course in our, in our research and development where we are trying to get the most beneficial use from the materials that are around us and not relying wholly on virgin new materials to do that. At the moment we are continuing, this isn't the end of the journey, so we're continuing to look at other sources of secondary materials, plastics and otherwise, that may be responsibly and beneficially from a technical point of view used within bitumen as a modifier. And so this is not the end of the story.
0: Engineering Matters is a production of Reby Media. This episode was written by Will North Hosted by me, Alex Conacher, my co-host was Bernadette Ballantyne, sound engineering by Ross McPherson, series supervision by John Young, and our own circular economy is Rory Harris. Special thanks to our episode partner, Shell Bitumen. Thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast apps, on our website, engineeringmatters.reby.media, on Twitter and on LinkedIn.